DD214 Gaming Podcast is for mature audiences only. Any videos, music, or entertainment not originating from DD214 Gaming is used and covered under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, also known as Fair Use. Opinions expressed are our own and do not represent any DOD or U.S. government entities as a whole. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You are no longer alone now because we have you. Fucking there we go. Well, pilgrims, it's been another 168. So sit on down, load up your corn cob pipe, crack a beer. Let's chew on some fucking trail dust together for a couple minutes. How about it? All right. Chicky Donahue, and I am not supposed to be in Vietnam. Hey, get your ass out of bed, you lazy bum. Look at you, sleeping your life away. Look at these scumbags. Hey, you're embarrassing yourself, and you're embarrassing your family. Do these protesters not know that our soldiers see that on TV? I'd like to go over to Vietnam, track down all the boys in the neighborhood, and give them a beer. I could do that. Do what? Bring him beer. He's not serious. He's hammered. Look at him. The man's stone sober. That's his fifth beer, maybe. Tops. I'm going to Vietnam, and I'm bringing him beer! Yeah! Hey, Chief, no chance you have a ship heading to Vietnam. 1,700 hours. Tonight? It's not going to be easy. But I'm going to show him that this country is still behind him. You're going to get yourself killed over there. It's like you said. Everyone's doing something. I'm doing nothing. One morning, Smuggling beer into a war zone? That's not the smartest thing I've ever heard of. Certainly not the worst either. A new day, a new what if you start up here with Collins? <laughs> Just came to deliver a sudsy thank you card. And then, if you're still alive. You American? New York. Thanks a lot. 
you can hustle down to Dugan. Ta-da! Tricky, I brought you beer. You shouldn't be here. You think this is funny? I'm not doing this for laughs. I'm doing it for all you guys. Come on, time to go. Is it over? Yeah, you're dead. You don't get it, do you, chick? This isn't a John Wayne movie where you know the good guys are and you know the bad guys are. I didn't come all this way just to quit. Somebody's got to be here to see what's going on. I want the truth told for them. They're just kids. You're going to find out it's a lot harder to get out of a war than it is to get into one. I'm trying to show them that somebody back home is still behind them. You got a good heart, Chicky. It's your brains I'm worried about. Who's this hand job? It's my next door neighbor. He brought me a beer. Hey. Good morning and welcome to another formation, DD214 Gaming, another Sunday morning, and today we're here with the one and only Jedi Master Squid, Joe Squilini. The war movie is a time-honored tradition. Oh, oh the first shut up. <laughs> Mr. Squilini, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming. No How problem. Thank you all for inviting me. Absolutely. Dude, it's, it, I gotta say, I gotta say, it's an extreme honor to have you here, sir. Like, thank, thank you so much. And with with a name with a name like yours. Like I have to imagine you're 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 a pretty badass individual. So I'm looking forward to uh, to chatting this morning. Totally. Yeah. So where you so uh, so where are you coming from today, man? Uh, what's the weather like? What what's happening? Talk to us. Um. So North Carolina weather is completely North Kakalaki. Yep, North Kakalaki. Um, it's raining, but outside of that, it's it's the weather. <laughs> He's pulled out fireball, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dear God. Just seeing that every time I see him bust out some fireball, it gives me heartburn. It's either him <laughs> or it's me. It's it's one it's one of us that, that does it, you know? And some and someone always dies at the end of the night. I mean... Somebody always fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just... Is that not the story of every fireball night? I think Somebody always like, fucking dies. Yeah. It was like, like that's... I'm pretty sure back in the day, my 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 entire existence left my body due to fireball. <laughs> I mean, just a couple just a couple episodes ago, I took a shot on the air and I threw it all up. Seconds later, what do you want me wasn't to say? Wasn't that uh, wasn't that uh, wasn't that like a thing in uh, Game of Thrones where like it wasn't like a good fucking wedding if like three people didn't fucking die? You know what I mean? Like that's like that's like every fireball night, right? Like that's like literally yeah. every fireball night. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man so before we get into the nitty-gritty i need to talk jay i need to okay so you got me into westworld okay H have you seen it have you seen it uh yep, we're all, yeah we're all, yeah we're all caught up yeah yeah oh, what about i you? have i have yet to even start westworld i keep hearing it talked about on the podcast just haven't so had the time it's it's. I would. Okay, I would so, actually. So, I would absolutely set set aside time for it. So like, don't watch it until you have time because it does. Like, wait, wait. I can't wait to hear what John's gonna say right now. Yeah. So like, okay. So first two seasons, 
you don't see like I, you, just the curiosity of what fucking year is it? What kind of world are we living in? How advances technology at this point? And you don't see any of that the first two seasons. Fantastic, lots of twists and turns. A lot of, I mean, the last episode, I, the last three episodes of season two were fantastic. Well, the third to last episode, uh, which took place in Shogun World, was the most beautiful episode I've ever seen in any TV show. A lot of tears going around. Then there was the second to last episode, which really pumped up the fury. And in the last episode, which was like, it was just a jumbled mess all over the fucking place. But I, I, I've noticed that show kind of does, it does kind of like teeter totter over like when you actually like know what the fuck is going on and when you don't. And that yeah. kind of like, it reduces, it reduces like my level of give a fuck, you know? So like that's a lot of times in those episodes, I swear to God, like I'll start fucking just like flipping over my phone and just being like, you know what? YOLO for a little bit. Until the fucking until they get until they get like back on track somewhere because it's like I can't I can't keep fucking five hundred storylines together in my head. Yeah, so now you know, we I have th like five of what? the same character all over the place. We got right. We we're in the year twenty fifty something, and, and, yeah, and, and, and I mean they're saying it's twenty fifty something, but everything is flying around. So I highly I, I highly doubt it could be. Yeah, it could be nineteen ninety. It could be nineteen ninety nine, and we could be in the yeah. Matrix. Who but the fuck knows? You know what I mean, like. I, but I'm also hearing some high things about season four, so we're gonna see. Squalini, where what are you drinking? Us. What are you drinking, Squalini? Golden Road Brewing's Melon Cart. Oh, okay. Golden so, Road. So, um, it's a wheat ale. Um, they do. The, the one I first tried was mango because I'm a big mango uh fan just eating regular mango itself um it's, one okay. Of my... it's, okay. it's okay to have fetishes bro it's all good don't worry <laughs> one of my co-workers <laughs> actually told me about the uh, mango cart and i found a variety pack where it's their mango melon and then guava the guava tastes like complete ass okay. um okay where's it's, this it's where's not it? not a good flavor I... whatsoever i apologize uh what what uh, where's this where's this brewery from? Like where's that where's that particular brewery from? Just out of curiosity. Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. Mm. So we got okay, so you got that Cali beer. Got that Cali beer going. So oh, okay. it's um but I mean it's it's a good beer. It's a wheat ale with a little oh. bit of that those fruity notes. So yes, it's not it's not super heavy. I think these are only like four by volume. Um but so it's like a good, it's a good, it's a good sipping beer. It's, it's a good, good sipping beer. beer and a good summer beer, as far as I'm concerned, because oh, nice. it's got those nice fruity, refreshing flavor to it, and it's not super heavy, so you can take a 12 pack to the pool, and sit right. there for the whole day, drink all of them in, in an hour, and not be completely plastered. Right. <laughs> I like. That. I love. How, I love. I, I love how casual fucking veterans are about our fucking alcoholism. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's like I mean, normal people. Normal people would be like, normal people would be like, why the fuck would you drink a twelve pack at like in a in a single sitting? And veterans are like, because it's fucking Tuesday. You know, like be, because the day ended in why? What? Deshaun you know? like, is saying, how do you make a mango shake? I'm scared. Is this uh, a trap? You take it to a scary movie. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, fucking boo. That was boo. a dad joke. That was a total dad no, joke. No, he's, he's got tons of them. 
He's got tons of them. I also see uh, Brian, Brian Granger, Dana Stark, Dylan Mason, freaking Joe Poe, dude. We love you, buddy. And Deshaun, like, welcome and good we morning got, to all of you. We got Frenchie welcome, here. Good morning we have to all so, of you. Frenchie's in here. We have Ong Fio Thu. Yeah? Yeah, I, I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. I don't know who you are, but thank you for coming. You know, we have a full house today, guys. I, how come I can't see their that their name? That's weird. You don't got power like it, that, homie. <laughs> man, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. If if John's lying, he's dying. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. So I mean, so this was a hell of a week, you know. Um, I'm gonna make a. So this is gonna be a pretty cool thing to talk about. Starting today, ladies and gentlemen, I am now a full time producer. Full time. Congratulations, John, dude. Yeah, so we're going. Yeah, where's Where's the applause button? Where's the applause button? Come on, give yourself a round of applause, dude. Thank you, thank you. So you know the the time has yeah. come. Fuck yeah, There's bro. a lot of potential, and like and like I said, guys, this past week the announce last week the announcement was made that the team is expanding. So you know we got to go full time. We're gonna help. You know I get to spend time with my family now. I get to I get to spend time with me. I get to do the work that gets to be done and we get to make shit happen man you know now so now 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 we're we're going past making lemonade and now we're making fucking sauce all right that's what i'm saying dude that's what i'm fucking saying now i I just want to say something get that sauce all up in your face sauce on your face all over your face (laughs) now i just want (laughs) to say a couple things too and you know this is going to be pretty interesting so you know, this is kind of a weird transition, you know, because as you guys know, I've been pretty open about this. I've worked in retail for the last two years without skipping a beat, you know, and consistently being able to do the podcast at the same time. And, you know, the you know, it, it was always busy. It was always kind of interesting. But, you know, I heard Jay say a couple times when he started working for the company that he works for that there's always another side. There's always another side to it. Once you get out those, once you get that DD-214 blanket, you know, yeah, you got to do a little bit of, you got to build a little foundation after that. But when the time comes, it's time to be a champion. And yesterday, I heard a quote from a man named Phil Brooks. And if you don't know who Phil Brooks is, go Google him. He's a very, he's he's alive, he, you know, whatever. And he said, everybody wants to be the champion until there's champ shit to do. Yeah. All right. That's right. Everybody wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit. Yeah. yeah it's fucking same shit. Everybody wants to be fucking infantry until it's fucking, and until when, you're on the fucking front line, dude. And like, when, fucking. What I'm trying to say is go. that I got a vision, I got the plan, and I'm going to do champ shit. So, you dude, know, fucking cheers to that, John. Cheers to fucking that, dude. Cool that's that. a fucking winning. That's a winning god that goddamn energy. Sounds like fucking John woke up and fucking John woke up and knows where his fucking dick is today. And I fucking like that attitude. Yeah. I yeah. like fucking like that attitude. The time the time has come. You know what I mean? I have a dream. It's time to follow it, man. It's fucking time it, to bro. follow it. It's time to get shit done. You know? I'm in. It's about and, and you know, and we're gonna have fun with that. And you know, and that's my one sixty eight. I it's time, baby. It's time. So what do we got? Uh are you are you doing you you want to do your weekend? Uh, well, let's uh, let's. Talk. I was gonna say let's talk to our guests for a moment, and then we'll we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into my bullshit here here after a while. But I wanna I wanna I would I really would would like to hear from uh from Squilini because uh, we I think we got a lot to talk about. Can you uh, Mr. Squilini? Can you uh, can you uh, 
introduce yourself and then uh, give give us a little bit of a background on yourself and then just so, kind of tell tell us what you do, please. Oh yeah, so uh, Joe Squalini, I'm uh, or Jedi Master Squid. If you find me on Twitch, YouTube, uh, TikTok, all those socials and Bad, stuff. Um, badass name, by the way. Badass name, by the way. I was uh, MP for seven years. Okay. And then from there, I went into the IT industry, kind of worked my way up from just doing service desk, help desk work, answering phones, doing that stuff to uh, being a system admin. While I was in the service, I, between deployments and full-time service, got my master's degree in computer engineering. Yeah. And, while, you, uh, while you were in? While you were in? You did while that? I was in. So, oh, good for you, dude. I would love to. Yeah, uh, please, please continue, but we, we, I want to touch back on that later so we can talk to uh, if there's any active duty uh, uh, soldiers that happen to fucking run across this podcast someday. I want to hear about that part, but please continue. Go ahead. So um, when I was going through high school, they started up a program in North Carolina called Middle College where you got your high school diploma and your associate's degree at the same time. So when I joined, I went in as an E4 as a spec because I already had my associate's degree. I think Makes that's sense. changed now to where you have to have a bachelor's degree to get E4 right off the bat. Um, I, I want to say but, it was similar to that when I joined. I want to say it was, but I, when it, what, I apologize. What years uh, were you in service? I apologize. So 06 through 14. Okay. Yeah. So you were ahead of, yeah, you were ahead of me and you got out uh, around the middle area of ish of my career. So, okay. What, that uh, makes what sense. stations? Uh, Fort Bragg. <laughs> Good for you. Um, Were you airborne? I was. Um, I was actually one of the. Airborne I was actually the one of the last groups going through airborne training where they selected MPs to do airborne school. Fuck yeah! I was yeah. gonna say. I was um, gonna say. I have not. I've, I've met. I've met a lot of very individual, specific people in the army with very, very specific duty titles or positions. I have not met. A single airborne MP until today, sir. So I salute you, airborne because, all the way. Airborne because all the way. at the time, MPs at Fort Bragg were in airborne divisions. Right. Mm. Um, right. Now they've changed that to where MPs are the only ones on Fort Bragg that are not airborne qualified. Legs, dirty legs, legs. Um. So I um I grew up I'm at a, Fort I'm Bragg. My dad. Leg, I, I'm not airborne, so you you actually have one up on me. I'm I'm a leg. I'm a dirty leg. <laughs> just letting you know, like, I just know how you guys talk shit. I just know how you guys talk shit. Listen, I, it, I was an MP. I'm I was the guy everybody <laughs> loved to hate. So even though I was allowed to jump out of airplanes, I was also the guy that would pull you over because you were going two miles per hour over the speed limit on base. Right. Right. Um, and that's just I, because that's just about, because military regulations are a lot stricter than freaking civilian regulations. If I was a city cop, I'd have never pulled anybody over for doing two miles over. Of course, that's ridiculous. Of course, of course. Tell um, me about tell me about the rivalry with the engineers because I I I, I hold I hold a I hold a prior <laughs> I hold, before I was infantry before I was infantry I hold a prior MOS as a ninety one Lima, and and it's very interesting that like I spent the first almost five years of my career on Fort Leonard Wood, including basic and AIT. So oh, I got to see God. first, I got Fort to see Lost first, in the woods. I got to see firsthand, I got to see firsthand this rivalry between mm -hmm. goddamn engineers and MPs. And I want to hear, tell me about that. 
tell me how much so, you tell me how much you hate engineers and tell me how much engineers hate you. So and, and, by, honestly, and, my, and my my apologies, I was on the engineer side when I was in. <laughs> honestly, anybody that's from like the 06 and up period did their basic in AIT that was an engineer or MP at Fort Lost in the Woods. During, um, yeah, during the during the height of Iraq and Afghanistan. Yep. And because of that, that's really what formed the rivalry because the MP training companies were rivaling with the engineer training companies. And in my opinion, it is what it is. Like everybody right. has their job to do. I'm not going to be, obviously as veterans, we're hard on our, on each other anyways, even when we're in, whether your job's a cook or, well, cooks are the only ones we're not hard on because we don't want them to kill us with their food. Um, Cooks, are the, cooks and supplier are, are literally the only two we don't pick on because if we need fresh gear or we want good food, we need them in our pockets. Don't um, forget your mechanics. <laughs> don't forget your mechanics. Mechanics too. Yeah. Because we don't want our vehicles to blow up on us while we're driving through the <laughs> desert. Um, but the engineers, it's, it's more of a love-hate relationship with them and MPs because even in a combat zone, when the engineers are in there building bridges and stuff, who do you think's pulling security for them? The MPs, right? Or at least, at least, at least during uh, during your time, during your time, during my time. Now yeah. I think they're using infantry fronts. They're using yep. the infantry to do it's that. But during my time, it was always MPs and engineers were always together, partner together when yep. we were overseas. I was lucky enough when I was deployed to actually be. With Cav Scouts, where, uh, where where did you where did you get to uh, get to go? So I did two tours in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Jesus Christ, Willie, um, you're a fucking fucking three timer, huh? I I volunteered for two. The first yeah. deployment was right when I got to my first uh, first duty station. The unit was getting ready to deploy. And that was all there was to it. The other two was I was I was that high speed, fresh out of everything guy when I was in. So it was just like, hey, sign me up, chief. Um, put me in, coach, kind of thing, because I didn't have anything better to do with my time, and I'd rather have been over there fighting for the cause than stuck back stateside. You sound like me. I fucking love it. Um, so you had so you had mentioned earlier that you came from a military family as well. So when going going in, signing up and going into boot camp and everything like that, did, so were you already like mentally prepared for some of the action that was about to take come your way? So yes and no at the same time. Um, growing up in a military family, of course, I knew everything to a certain degree. Uh, growing up in a military family, I also. Um, you know, my dad made sure me and my brother were in Boy Scouts. Then in middle school, my dad enrolled me and my brother into a program called the Young Marines. Then my high school had JROTC, which I was a big part of. Cool. So I adopted the military lifestyle early on. My brother didn't want anything to do with it. Um, Can't say I blame him either. And I don't blame him, but at the same time, I feel like for me, it did me good because I'm a lot more mature as an adult now.
and even, you know, a year in than I would have been if I did the normal route that most kids do when they get out of high school, go straight to college, do the college thing, and then make a career from there. Um, how, how old were you when you joined? I was right at my 17th birthday. Holy shit. Holy shit. Good for you. I, yes, so, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't join until I was 29, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. So. <clears throat> being in a military family, my dad gave me two choices. Obviously, he wanted me to better myself and have some kind of career planned out when, if things with the military didn't pan out. Because when 9-11 happened, I knew I was going in. That was the day I decided it's happening. I was only 13. So, of course, I'm young, stupid. I don't know what I'm putting, getting myself into, even though I'm in a military family. Um, decide I'm joining. My dad wanted me to go to college more than he did want me to enlist. But then he talked me out of going to college after I worked my ass off to get accepted into West Point. Fuck yeah. And like a dumbass listening to my dad, I turned down a West Point scholarship <laughs> to enlist into the fucking United States Army as a military police officer. <laughs> <sighs> and then um, <clears throat> when you were in Iraq, uh, which which particular like provinces or areas were you in on your two deployments? Both times was when we were still heavily in Baghdad. Okay. Okay, um, and then so and then spent a lot of time at Hussein's palace. Oh, that's badass, bro. That's fucking badass. That is fucking cool. Did you get to see the toilet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. awesome. I, I have a, um, I have a, I have a couple friends who I have one friend um, Castillo. He was one of my one of the first friends who went into the military when we were younger, and he was he went right in during that surge, and he was there at the palace too, and every. Every time I every time I talk to someone who was part of that, I always ask them, "Did you see the toilet?" Because <laughs> apparently awesome. the toilet was the talking point of of the whole of the whole mansion, the toilet and the pool. <laughs> oh yeah. What uh, when you when you went to Afghanistan? Uh, uh, where were you at uh, in that in that particular um, scenario? So there, it was more Kandahar province. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, like like calf basically. Yep. I spent I spent I spent an one an entire deployment on calf so don't don't feel bad about that brother <laughs> don't feel bad about that that right. was when um so that deployment was actually my contract was up I switched from active to reserve worst decision okay. of my fucking life I hated it right the only way to get away from reserve was volunteer to go with my battalion my reserve battalion to Afghanistan oh, shit. to get back into that active lifestyle I like your um, mentality. I really like. I, I gotta. I gotta say, Squilini, I'm kind of impressed you're, with your mentality, it, dude. You're, you're in it to win it, like straight up. Yeah, like, that's like you, that's really you, like like you going have, going fucking dick on hard, dude. dude like I, like what what else what else are you gonna do? I could actually what else gonna, like you went full hua, but you were able, but you were still able to maintain a level of of yourself with that, you know? Because sometimes you go full hua and you lose yourself, you know. But it looks like you still have all your pieces put together. Yeah, I wouldn't say I have all my pieces. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Jesus, John, like, don't put him on the spot, dude. Like, Jesus, like, we're, we're all st we're all still healing, bro. We're all still healing. Um, okay. But <laughs> I, I mean, I did that voluntarily, voluntarily, due to the fact that 
after two months in the reserves, I learned how fucked up the reserves was. The the amount of or the lack of structure in the weekend warrior aspect of the army, right, is ridiculous. And that's when I deployed with first cap. So MP, jump wings, Stetson, and Spurs. You got because gold since I did, too, right? You got yep, gold because, first because you been deployed, right? Because I did a full deployment with a cab unit. Good for you, bro. I'm authorized to wear the Stetson and Spurs in uniform with jump wings as an Good MP. for you, bro. Like, that is, no, that is, I, I, seriously, my hat, my hat is off to you, Joe Squillini, dude. Like, that's, you, you, you had a, uh, a very storied career, it sounds, and, and it sounds like you were on a very similar glide path, like, uh, like myself, actually, where it didn't start off, you, you're talking completely humble origins, right? And it just goes into the fucking stratosphere because you just said yes. And sometimes you just got to fucking say yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I, get, I, I get it. I fuck no, seriously, man. I, I fucking get it. Like you're, it's like looking in a fucking mirror. Fucking <clears throat> tell, 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 tell us again about the, uh, getting your fucking masters while you're fucking in while you're, I want to hear about getting, was, that was definitely a very big feat because during that time frame, there were these deployments and I'm also going to, finishing my undergrad and going to grad school at the same time that I'm full-time military deploying overseas into combat. Um, what made me choose the IT field and going into computer engineering was the fact that IT is one of the only things you can go into and get your master's degree or your graduate degree fully online. Hmm. A lot of grad schools, you have to go to campus. You have to be in a physical classroom. Absolutely, yeah. And I will tell you, it was hard. Um, there was one semester where I failed all my classes because I'm in the middle of a combat zone. Anybody that's been deployed knows how shitty the internet is. <laughs> Fucking um, fuck, fuck those little hockey pucks, dude. Fuck those little hockey pucks. So, I mean, there were challenges along the way, but I still figured out a way to do it. Um, and actually, right when I when I got out, it was due to a training accident. Fucked up my back big time. Um, the unit, because I had finally gotten out of the reserves and back to an active duty station. That unit was getting ready to deploy. I was going on that deployment. It would have been my fourth time overseas because I just seemed to have that kind of luck where whatever unit I got stationed with, they were going on a fucking deployment. Yep. There you <laughs> go. There it is. Yep. Training accident fucked up my back and my knee to the point where I had to get medically separated. If that didn't happen, when that unit got back, I was slated to go to OCS. Oh, shit. God damn, dude. Did you, um, I don't, I'm not trying to put you on the spot at all, but I remember the day I signed my fucking deck statement. Did you, uh, did you, did you shed any tears when you, when you knew, like the day you realized you, you were going to have to get out? It was, it was a bittersweet day. Yeah. Um, because yeah, even yeah. though it was what, seven years that I was in, 
three deployments. So out of seven years, I spent three years, if not a little bit over, in a combat zone. How many, I was just going to ask, how, how many combat stripes do you have? Is it six? Do you have six? Yeah. Good for you, dude. Goddamn, dude. My, dude um, John, John, like, get, let's get the fucking applause going. Like, like a, a massive round of applause. I mean, I, I served I have a better one. I had more combat stripes than my first sergeant at my last duty station. Cheers. I, dude. <laughs> my hero, dude, my heroes were always the guys that fucking, like. Yeah. Honestly, man. You know, I, dude. I'm telling you, like it's it like when you start stacking stripes, dude, it it it, it gets it gets to be like not only it's a an fucking, addiction. Yeah, it's and it's not. I was gonna say it's not only a point of pride. It's like fucking like I want I when when whenever I put on my fucking my fucking dress blues, whenever I put them on, or the fucking pickle suit back in the day, I want you to fucking see. I want you to fucking see. I got fucking five, and I I'm like oh, oh you know super proud of myself, right? You got mm-hmm. six. You know, I and you and you and me both, Squilini. I know, I know for a fact. You and me both have seen dudes with like fucking eight, ten, shit like going up to their fucking elbow, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, but those guys arm, were all the guys that were in for twenty, thirty years. Did like, bro, bro, like just fuck, like, and they had the same fucking luck. They just happened to be in the right place, right time, where like all they did was fucking deploy. And mm-hmm. and I, dude, I, I fucking get it. I fucking get it, bro. You know, like, you know, Squilini. Because my I, I dad say I didn't expect this. You've definitely shown your dick, yeah. bro. Because <laughs> my dad was, you look know, at it. look at look at how hard, hard and fucking veiny and throbby it is. Like <laughs> my dad was, you know, thirty years in when he retired out of the service. No, no shit. combat stripes. He went in no during shit. Vietnam. 30, zero 30, combat. Exactly, exactly. Like that's I, dude. Seriously, like, and it's just. It puts your dick on hard, dude. It puts and your fucking dick on hard, dude. Seven fucking years and six, like. I just, it was. You literally was, spent almost. You literally spent almost half your fucking military career deployed. Mm-hmm. That is fucking phenomenal, sir. Like if, holy shit. If that training accident didn't happen, it would have been at that point that I spent half of the eight years I w- would have been in, at that point, right. in a combat zone. Right. That's fucking beautiful. That is just fucking beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Jesus Christ, Queenie. Speaking of which, your name. So, from the moment that you came in, and and you, I know you and John kind of know each other, uh, semi sort of. Is that how, how did you guys? This is meet actually again? the first time me and him are actually having a conversation, like a full on conversation. Um, okay, we guys met online. Did we you guys meet online. We've spoken on our on our disc on the DD two fourteen Discord. Okay, Wolfpack. Woo, you know. Uh, yep. You know, we spoke th- more through there. I got to little. I got to learn a little more about him there. Le- actually, learned a lot more actually throughout the couple weeks that Squilini, Jason Gassis, and and Dylan Mason, they're they're pretty much our goof troop. They're the goof troop of DD two fourteen gaming. That's fucking badass. That is fucking. We bad. all knew each other. Um, I found out DD two fourteen gaming when Jason Gassis was on here last year. Okay. Because okay. when he was going to be on the podcast, he, you know, told the group. I think that's when we all kind of tuned in, including uh, Dylan. I, and... th- that is the exact thing I encourage with our group. We are we are extremely decentralized, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. yes, there's administrators. Yes, there's fucking moderators. But after that, it's literally like it is up to the community. 
like, and we leave, and we leave it entirely in the community's hands. And we are, we are entirely veteran. We're, we're, we're absolutely veteran centric, but we are not veteran only. You can be a fucking family member, a friend, a fucking supporter, a fucking tag chaser. I don't give a fuck, you know, <laughs> plug your shit, plug, plug your shit. That's what we're for. We, we, we are, we are yeah. literally a group for the explicit reason to plug your shit as a fucking veteran or a veteran supporter. Right. Like that's all we're, that's like literally what we exist for. And we, we do this podcast specifically for that reason too. Like, it's just to fucking put it out there. It's like, Hey, how about you do your shit? How about, how about you go be the fucking star? Like, I don't want to be a fucking star. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want you to be the fucking yeah, star. Because we don't want to be the celebrities. You know? We just want to talk to the real celebrities, which are you guys, you know, like, like, I've, like I've always, I've always considered like for me, like Jay, I've always I said this a hundred times. You're like a hero to me. So for me, doing this show is like I get, I get double the get the bliss. Be, you know, we get to be surrounded. We get, we get to be surrounded by by fucking people greater than us. You know, you guys remember that fucking West Side Connection song, "Bow Down," "Bow Down" to the yeah. one that's greater than greater than you. You know, yeah, that's right. Like I like I like fucking bowing down. I like fucking bowing down. I like I like being surrounded by my heroes. I like fucking I like being surrounded by people who I consider are better than me. Okay. Cause if I don't cool. surround myself, if I don't surround myself with people that are better than me, where does that leave me? Oh yeah. Like I just got out of the fucking army, bro. I'm trying to raise fucking children. I'm trying to be a good man to my woman, my queen. Right. How mm -hmm. the fuck, how the fuck can I be a king? How the fuck can you be a king? If you're not surrounding yourself with people fucking smarter, faster, stronger, more agile, more intellectually oh, capable yeah. than you are. Just throwing it out there. A little life advice from fucking Jay Campbell today. You could, or you, about, and you could put yourself, surround yourself with a guy like David Goggins, who's, who gets hard all the time. This mother, that <laughs> motherfucker was fucking born with a goddamn erection. Are you fucking kidding me? Have you seen that motherfucker? Like, I can't do, I literally can't watch his fucking shit. And, and, and this is... <laughs> And this isn't this is in no way fucking talking shit on David Goggins. I'm not talking shit on him at all. But I can't even watch his shit because like my mind already fucking does that like to myself. When I, I watch motivational shit, it has to be slow. Like I have a I have a Henry Rollins I have a Henry Rollins motivational video that I watch and I and I used to actually used to show it to my students at the NCO Academy at Fort Carson. Like no shit, I used to show this fucking motivational video in the morning. <laughs> Uh, at the, at the beginning, like the first class, the first class I would teach every cycle where I was the, I was the uh, instructor basically, uh, for the day I would show this fucking Henry Rollins motivational video. And it's just like, it, it, it it's like David Goggins, right? It, it just, it gets you hard. Right. But David Goggins is like hard, hard at fucking Mach 10 plus fucking plus fucking turbo drive plus fucking like massive erection. Plus fucking like you have a gun in your hands and it's like, whoa, <laughs> slow down, bro. Slow down. Oh yeah. Okay. I've already, I've already, I'm, I'm already doing it. Okay. I, I promise you I'm already there. Right. Like David Goggins, David Goggins is great for the people that need to get the fuck off the couch. Like that's what David Goggins is great for those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like people that just had just given up for a while, maybe if you want to call it that and just let it, let it fester like way too long. That's what David Goggins is good for, for fucking, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're already like somewhere in the medium range, you know, medium, medium speed, like 
David Goggins fucks my head up because I can't fucking I get I get too fucking like red. Oh man. You know what I mean? I'll tell you my go to is the Navy Admiral that did the commencement speech in twenty fourteen oh, at Texas. We used to we used to show that. We used to show, we used to show our uh, our students that, that video as well. Very, that very video like that is exactly even to this day, even though I'm no longer in that's how my day starts. I get up. The first thing I do is make the bed. Because it makes oh, me feel came, like I've accomplished he up, something. He came up with a book of that title, didn't he? Yeah. He I did, believe so, yeah. yeah. Yes, he, he did, did. yeah. Yes, he did. Because yes, he... when you start your day by making your bed, and any of us that have been in the service, we know, you feel like you've at least accomplished one thing for one the day thing. already. One fucking thing. That's all you got to do every day. One thing. And it's... It's such a small thing. And, you know, being somebody that works from home, I get up, I make the bed, I get a shower, I eat breakfast, as it, and I get dressed as if I'm going into an office. Like, as if I have to physically go somewhere and leave the house. Put yourself in that world. Because it puts me in that mindset that, okay, now I'm got to work. I like that. I like that a lot to be honest with you because like it's 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 a mental thing. It really it really it's it's like a mental switch. Yep. You know, you put Midnight, it, Midnight Moss Midnight Moss says uh, that's why I don't make my bed and uh Squilini, I want you to know like I totally get where you're coming from but like I'm actually in in the same boat as Midnight Moss. That's exactly why I don't make my bed. I force myself because the the small little victories that I I get every day, I make them something other than making my bed. You know, like I I force myself to do more. You know what I mean? Like well, my bed so, made. so here's here's the way I look at it is making my bed is me just getting in that mindset that I'm going to accomplish something great for the day. And and you're not wrong. And you're and I want to I want to explicitly state you're not wrong. And that I love I love that philosophy and that mentality. I I I like uh, I I saw that speech and I loved it. And so like I forced myself to like one up it. I was like. If well, you're gonna leave your fuck, if you're gonna leave your bed a mess, that means you have to do a lot fucking more today. We'll see, you and know? that's you know the thing. Mean? So for me, making the bed is me saying, "Okay, I've accomplished this small task. How can I one up this small task throughout the right. day?" Mm. Right, right. It's right. not necessarily okay. Now I've accomplished right. something. It's yep. now I have yep. to one up the fact that I did get up and make the bed. Right, right. That's see for me. Uh, for me, make uh, making the bed. Is, uh, is is when I shower. I shower every fucking day, uh, usually usually between thirty minutes and an hour after I wake up, to, you know, regardless of time, and and that's like freaking that's freaking like, yeah, that's and that's exactly why I leave the bed a mess because like showering is my showering is my making the bed, and then when I'm done showering, I got like the day on top of that, right? And I I love I love this shit. And Dana Dana Stark says, yeah, real gangsters just leave the bed a mess. <laughs> Gangsters make the world go round, Miss Stark. Gangsters make the world go round, Mrs. Mando. Mrs. Mando <laughs> in the house. Mrs. Mando in the house. Yep. Gangsters make the world go round. Every, you know, everyone's got their own routine. Um, well, now I'm changing my routine because my routine for the last two years was roll out of bed. Get I was gonna say get the fuck out. Now, you know, yeah, I was gonna say you don't have a routine right now. You're uh, you're getting ready to freaking uh, hit the reset button, aren't you? Oh no, the reset button was hit. Listen, there, there no breaks, baby. <laughs> no breaks. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, so I you just cut you just cut the brakes. You just cut the brakes and said freaking like, 
Let's go on the downhill. Yep. Time to slide, homie. So I want to pick your brain a little bit about being a 31 Bravo. So vehicles. Were they were there were there any cool little special things that that are different than regular civilian police vehicles that were like okay well this is pretty fucking cool because you you do say in in your profile that you sent to us that you're a that, that you're a tech guy so there's obviously had to have been something that you noticed that was cute in the system of the police vehicle honestly so having buddies that are civilian cops and seeing civilian uh, cruisers firsthand compared to what we had as MPs. Um, they're the exact same vehicle. Okay. Everything down to the hardware. Um, the only difference is... How many horsepower under the hood? I'm not a car guy. I have no fucking clue. I just know I it goes fast. I, 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 um, I, lo I, lo I, I love how honest that answer was because I was an army mechanic and I couldn't tell you shit about the fucking um, goddamn fucking like uh, engines. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't tell you shit. Still can spend fucking almost five years of my career as a mechanic. Still can't tell you shit about a fucking engine or fixing shit. I can do it. I just need a fucking like step by step fucking thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, still can't tell you a fucking thing about vehicles, dude. Still can't tell you a fucking thing. I love you, Joe. So, Go ahead. I mean, the, the vehicles are pretty much identical down to the hardware. The only thing is, and I'm not sure if this has changed since I got out, but when I was in. As an MP, we don't have laptops in our cruisers. Mm, okay. Oh, no shit? Really? We did everything by hand. From writing the tickets out to I think that might have changed. I think that might have changed. I'm sure that's changed. I think that I think they still the write of... they, they still write shit out, but I think they have laptops in there now. I want to say they do. Like Well, the the amount of time spent handwriting out a report or having to take notes and then go back to the station and file the report via the PCs in the station right, is ridiculous. So I'm pretty sure they've by now adapted to the times and added that in there because the reason civilian police cruisers have the laptops is a calls come through to 911 dispatch. The way dispatch does it is they hand them out through the computer system, they'll still do the radio system and radio, hey, if there's any available units in this area, we've got this type of call, please let us know if you're going to respond. And then they'll say, you know, their unit number and we're going to respond. And then they'll accept the call through their computer. And then when they get done with the call, they type out the report in the cruiser before they even go to the next call or okay. start moving. Oh, shit. Where what I was having to do as an MP was hand notes, Carry a you know notepad in my pocket. Uh, excuse me. Write everything Sorry. down. Try to remember everything by the end of my shift. Go back to the station thirty minutes before shift is over, and then be stuck at the station for two hours after my shift ended, typing up my reports from all the right. yeah incidents then, throughout the day. And then you don't get home to your lady until like fucking like you know nineteen fucking twenty hundred. And then you got to go fucking pretty much straight to bed after you eat a fucking cold plate. You know what I mean? And fuck, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. turn around and be back up at 0400. Oh, and by the way, you're going to fucking Afghanistan next year, right? Like, yeah. yeah this is why This is why I have two divorces under my belt, ladies and gentlemen. Like, Squillini. I've got my three. Hat, my hat is so fucking off to you, bro. My hat is so fucking off to you. Like, seriously, dude. Seriously. I've got, I've got three divorces and three baby mamas, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully I fully understand that them deployments they they uh <laughs> they uh they screw you up. Oh yeah. man.
me tell you, dude. Let me tell luckily, you. luckily, my divorces had nothing to do. Well, no, one divorce had to do with a Dear John situation. The uh, other one was just shit not hey, working hey, out. It happens, to, it happens to the best of us. It happens, it happens to the no. best of us. It happens to the best of us. Squilini, you're oh, the man. But the worst part is that John was one of the soldiers that reported to me. <laughs> that was in our rear detachment, so. Oh, boy. Damn. We'll talk. We will talk, talk about, about that, that later. another time. Before, <laughs> before, before we get into my weekend review and Roadhouse, I do want to ask. Roadhouse. I, I made. I made a joke. I made a joke. The like, amongst the very first few times you ever like commented on on this podcast, you you've been around for you've been around for a hot minute. You know, you watch, you comment. You know, when we're live, and I love it. And and thank you, thank you for your viewership, by the way. Um, your name, Squilini, sounds to me like a like an Italian dish. So if we were going to make Squilini, what would that dish consist of? We have got to figure this the fuck out, and we have to fucking make it. So, like, what would what what, what would what, what would Squilini be if it was a dish? See, that's that's it's funny that you say that because growing up, it was always you know other kids and stuff in Squilini. school. You sound hey. like a pasta dish, this, that, and the hey. other. Um, if I would have to say it's any type of dish, it would be some form of a baked ziti mm. because that was one of my favorite dishes growing up in an Italian household. Deshaun, um, Deshaun are you fucking taking notes, homie? I want you to fucking figure this the fuck out. Fit foe. Deshaun Myers, you need to make a squalini, and it's baked ziti, and please continue. So it would have to be some form of a baked ziti. Exactly what, of course, that's something that, you know, you can be creative with how you're going to do it. Um, but that would what, that's what I would think the squalini would be if it was a pasta dish. I like it. It's your, fa it's your family name, brother, and I want, I want to fucking represent it well. So Deshaun, Deshaun Myers, our resident, uh, our resident chef. All right, and uh, along with uh, John Sanchez, our resident cook. All right, ninety-two. Like, I'm retired though. I'm retired. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I gotta say though, it. I've seen that. I. It, it's. It just. It rolls off the tongue so good. You know, squilini, it really does. Like squilini, squilini. You know, squilini. It's, I like it. I like it, man. I like it, man. So, That's why. So Jay, we are hitting our fifty-minute mark. We, let's hear we are. what you got for the week. Right? So, week in review. This week was beautiful. Oh. This week was beautiful in so many, so many ways. Like, let me tell you guys, all right? I got lucky. I'm a lucky man. I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm very fortunate. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that, like, have a lot of struggles in life. And I, w I want you guys to know that, like... Um, Anytime I talk about stuff where I'm having, like, a really good time, I want you also to know that, like, um, the stuff I don't talk about is, is still there, okay? Um, but I had a really good week. And so, like, this week, uh, Friday was my youngest daughter's birthday, okay? So, like... The first time I ever saw my daughter, literally the first time I ever saw my daughter, I was at Fort Benning, Georgia, 
and she was already like almost two months old. I missed her birth so that I could reclass in the army. And like, I didn't spend a birthday with her until she turned three. And I've missed a couple in between then and now. So it was her birthday on Friday. And let me tell you about this little queen. All she wanted was to go to a bowling alley and like spend time with like family and friends. Um, my daughters have never really had like a lot of birthday parties or stuff like that because we, you know, they, they were growing up in the military basically. And I just got out last year. So we're changing that now basically, but I invited some friends, uh, to the bowling alley and my former in-laws, um, are these wonderful, wonderful people. And they came out last weekend and spent the entire week here in Kansas city and just stayed, stayed with, stayed with my girls. And it's, it's really hard to, it's really hard to put into words how grateful and how blessed, um, I have been, um, in my life. When, when, when I talk to guys like Squilini, you know, when I, when I, when I know guys like, like you, John, you know, we've had people guests on this show that we, we've all lived the life and we've all been through some like horrific shit. And instead of, instead of letting that shit beat you and in, beat you into the ground, you fucking rise up and you just say, fuck it. I'm doing it again. And the moments of beauty become that much more beautiful. So on Friday night, we went to a bowling alley and it was my daughter's birthday and we had a fucking blast and we bowled for a while and she opened presents and we had cake and pizza and we invited uh our guests over back over to the house and everybody hung out until about 10 o'clock at night and it was fucking amazing and i cannot i cannot really describe right now because i'm still kind of like reeling in it that like how fucking lucky i actually am and that's like and then fucking the day after, which is we're going to talk about, you know, in the roadhouse here in a second, like that's, and that's again, like my only words right now are grateful, humble, beautiful. And I live, I live with three Queens. I literally, I exist around my heroes and like they're Queens, all three of them that I, that I like share a household with. And I'm a lucky fucking man. I'm a, I'm just a lucky son of a bitch. Like my, one of my, one of my, uh, one of my, um, one of my, one, one of my, uh, one of my taglines for my life is, uh, from, you know, that Misfits song when Danzig was still fucking lead singers. Like I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch, you know, better think about it, baby. Right. I'm a lucky son of a bitch. Like, and that's just real talk. I live with Queens and I exist around my heroes. And once a week I get to fucking talk to more of them. And I want everybody out there to fucking know that, like, this is a safe space, like, for all of you. Don't give a fuck where you've been. Don't give a fuck what you did. There ain't no fucking judges here, okay? Nobody, nobody, nobody on this fucking podcast, nobody in this community is putting a fucking noose around your neck. 
All right. We're fucking here. We're here together. We're a fucking tribe. And that's exactly how we fucking exist. We might not fucking lead normal lives and we might not fucking always be um, socially fucking correct. But what we do is the right thing because we have good hearts. And my mom, my mom always told me, my mom always told me, no matter how many fucking gray hairs I put on her head, she always knew I had a good heart. And, and I'm telling you guys right now, having a good heart takes, takes you a lot fucking farther than really anything else. Like just, if, if, if you set your compass to goddamn true north, you're never going to be wrong. You're never going to be fucking wrong. And no matter where you're at, you're going to get there. John, let's do the roadhouse. Howdy, pilgrims. Man, another 168. It's time for Jay's Roadhouse. Hope y'all had a good week. I've had a good one, too. So let's sit down. Let's chew on some freaking trail dust. Crack open a beer. Open that bottle of whiskey sitting right by your side. Light up your smoke. Kick back and relax. It's time to ride. All right. So, after a beautiful fucking birthday, Friday, for my daughter, yesterday, on Saturday, literally yesterday, my goddess, my beautiful girlfriend, Nikki, got tickets from her job to uh, a Chiefs preseason game. Now, it's it's kind of hard to describe how close we actually fucking were. John... Uh, John, if you get a chance, uh, I think I sent you something uh, over Messenger yesterday. The, like, there's a picture. When you get a chance, I want you to pull that picture up if you if you can real quick. We were in row four, section 119 at Arrowhead on the fucking literal 50-yard line. Like, if I drew a straight line from my dick to the fucking field, it went it went down the 50. Like we were, I we, we were on the 50. We were in the middle seats in row four. You know what I'm saying? And it was fucking badass. Now, granted, it was a preseason game. Okay. It's garbage time football. Garbage time football. You know, they're letting the rookies freaking take shots, dude. Like freaking. And you know what? Beautiful. It was good football. It was a fun time. We had an amazing, immaculate time. The picture that uh, that John is showing right now, uh, I took that from my phone, and that's how close we were, literally. I zoomed in a little bit, so like the uh, the little kid with the red hat right there at the at the bottom, uh, at the bottom, uh, that that kid was in the first row, so I was three rows behind that kid. But if you can imagine being uh, in that kind of proximity, fucking close, like we can, I I can yell, I could yell, and just and the players would hear us, right? And Arrowhead is is a, is a different experience altogether. When you go to a football game at Arrowhead, um, when we when when, uh, when you go to a football game at Arrowhead, it's just different. And it's it's a it's like it's like a high school football atmosphere with seventy thousand fucking people. Okay, and I don't know how to describe that except it's fucking badass. Okay, 
and my goddess Nikki, she got a she got a really big promotion at work, and she got offered these preseason tickets, and it was fucking awesome, and we had a blast, and it was because it was because I live with a fucking queen, okay. Uh, I was originally going to work, so this this roadhouse was originally going to be me working that game, and instead of working the game, um, I fucking uh, I got to sit in row four on the fifty yard line on the Chiefs fucking side, and that's fucking really cool because I live with a fucking queen. Next week, tune in because next week I'm going to be working the Chiefs game on Thursday night. We have a Thursday night game, and it's going to be our final preseason game. So tune in next week. I am going to be doing security on Thursday at Arrowhead Stadium. So uh, tune in next week to hear my roadhouse about uh, how bad I get my ass kicked fucking doing security fucking uh, at our last preseason game, yeah? So uh, that was the roadhouse, John. Fucking here we go. Fucking what do we got for news? What do we got right. for news? Baby? Well, before we get to the news, I still got a couple more questions to ask. Oh, absolutely. Because we, we still have a whole nother era of Jedi of Jedi's life that we have to get into and that was getting into streaming. I want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, so you you kind you kind of touched on it you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um and uh we actually had a conversation earlier before the show started on how mutual friend Dylan Mason aka Midnight Mass was actually a big part of bringing you in of helping you set up to where you are today with streaming. Yep. So so yeah, with that um it, it all started, so last year in January, very bad time to try to make, you know, professional career change moves and stuff like that. At the time, um, end of 2019 going into 20, or end of 2020 going into 21, because it's 22 now, shit. Fucking time just, yeah. And we're, no concept of it with veteran brain, um, all, as I like to call it. And we're too. Um... So end of veteran, veteran brain is totally a thing. Veteran yep. brain is totally a thing. I, I I I get you, bro. Like like fucking seriously, like hearts, hearts, bro. Like veteran exactly. Brain. Veteran brain. It, it sucks. You. Um, but end of 2020, going into 21, I worked for Apple. Um, as a system, uh, as a hardware or not a hardware engineer, but a test engineer for their software. Um, and it got to the point where I was tired of the job. So I was like, you know, I've got this more hardware background. I'm going to leave this job, start up my own business, doing custom PC builds and repairs. Oh, yeah. Not having looked at the prices for computer components at the time and what the market looked like, I just made the jump. Um, And that's when, you know, around that time I met Dylan or Midnight um, and Jason Gasses and a few other people through another veteran organization that there were some issues with. We're not going to really touch base there. Yeah. Um, okay, we get it. We we uh, and, we we have a touchy background story with uh, this podcast as well. That's okay. And <laughs> we started doing a podcast called Going Dark Debates um, on Twitch on Friday nights where we would talk about top 10 topics, stuff like that. And I was using my MacBook Pro and a shitty little USB travel mic that just could kind of clip on wherever and the built-in webcam on the MacBook to do this. 
and Dylan and Jason played Fortnite a lot. They wanted me to get into it with them. So Dylan at the time had just bought a new PC because he was waiting on his current PC to get repaired under warranty. And when he got that one back, he said, the crawfish incident, that was freaking hilarious. I'll have to fill y'all in on that one. Um, I think we still have, we still have a clip of it somewhere. I'll have to check. Um, Please do. We, We can use that for content. Please do. So, so we're doing this and then Dylan's like, Hey, I've got this spare computer because he just bought a new one waiting on his old one to get fixed through warranty. He said, you want to start streaming, streaming and gaming on PC. I'll send you the computer. You pay me when you can. That was the end of the conversation. He got my address, shipped me this PC. I used that PC up until about a week ago. And then a week ago, I built a new one. Um, but really, Dylan Dylan kind of is what kick-started my streaming. Because if it wasn't for him giving me that gaming PC. And then me enjoying streaming. And streaming was more of a for my own mindset because with COVID and everything being shut down at the time, having PTSD and anxiety from time in service, I needed some kind of outlet that wasn't just sitting behind a screen playing a game with some buddies. I needed some interaction with other people besides just my small little group that I had at the time. And I'm going to pull up your, um, your setup right now. And from there... It's just, it's taken off. I mean, I know Jonathan, uh, John's seen the setup evolve over the past several months even. Yeah, and I just put up the picture of what it looks like now. It's 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 beautiful. It's a really nice setup. Oh, that's not even what it looks like now. Oh, this is, <laughs> It's it, changed it, since that picture. <laughs> and, this, and this was just a couple days ago. <laughs> it's always evolving. That's the thing for me is I'm always tinkering with new ideas and different ways to improve. Um, For the longest time, I had one desk in a small corner of a room because I'm in a two-bedroom apartment, had to share the office with the kid. Now I was able to take an entire room and dedicate it to my office. Um, I had one desk that both my work computer and my... and my gaming and streaming setup were connected through and a bunch of switches to just move my mouse and keyboard from one PC to the next without having to unplug stuff. So that way it was convenient. Now I've got two desks. Um, but it's, it's streaming for me has been helpful mentally. And I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy entertaining other people. Um, Man after my own heart. How about my, that? You're pretty much my, describing like the fucking genesis of like this podcast. So like that's that's really cool. Like my girlfriend that, doesn't fully understand it. <laughs> she's she's still at the you've spent this much money on this, yet you've only made this much in return type of situation. And it's like I understand that. However, it's, it's not about I that. It. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's not about that. For me, it's not about the money. Yes, it's nice getting a paycheck every once in a while. Um, like I was telling John earlier, I went my entire first year of streaming. I saw nothing. And then this year it's just blown up. I've made around about eight, nine, almost a thousand dollars since January of this year. Cool. 
There you go. By by literally playing a video game. By playing a video game. Um, the way I do my streams is different than a lot of your big time streamers. So, you know, like Ninja, um, Tim the Tapman, Dr. Disrespect, a lot of them, they jump in, go straight into a game, and that's all they do. This is true. Me, yep. I start off, and I always dedicate the first hour to just chatting and interacting with my audience and getting to know who's there um and you know listening to some good tunes i've got a whole playlist of dmca free music that actually has lyrics and it's more rock and heavier kind of that's the key that that, um, that is that is a key a big key too is it not and i for me it works because it keeps people engaged Versus me just booting into a game and just now I'm playing a game and, you know, chatting with the audience while I'm playing. Um, but I've been I've been doing it for, I mean, a little over a year and a half. Um, this past April was my one year affiliated where I could actually earn income from it. Fuck yeah. I do, I do have that mindset because I always set that mindset of I'm going to do great in whatever I do. And my mindset is not the end of this year because I've had some hiccups where I've had to take weeks off from streaming and stuff, but 2023 is going to be the year that I finally hit it to the point where I can go full-time doing it Fuck and yeah. not have to worry about working for somebody else and living paycheck to paycheck. I love it, man. So what, so what's next? Is there, do you, so I see you have, you have your merch cause I see you're wearing your shirt right now, which by the way, I love the logo. Who did the logo? Um, so that's actually, this logo is getting redesigned. Okay. Fantastic. Um, you hear, you're, you're hearing it first. We're going to, we're going to, I'll, I'll, fill you in on that offline um, yeah yeah just because i'm not one to talk bad about people of course in front of no, other nor should you nor nor, um, nor should you like man manners it, are free manners exactly are free and you so are that's and you that's are a conversation we can definitely have offline um good for you sir good for you cheers che cheers to that fucking mentality right there sir like seriously like that i mean you are i a, don't want to you are a man after my own heart God the damn person it. that did like, my logo, he like, owns his own business. So, and more power to him. Yeah. We have our own personal issues. That's personal. Squalini, you, you have nothing to explain to us here. And and you know what? You are you are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. Like that that is that is the exact perfect fucking response to that. Yeah. So um so you know the logo's getting redesigned. There's I wouldn't call it a rebrand because I'm going to stay Jedi Master Squid. I've been using the moniker of Jedi Master Squid since high school on the Xbox 360. Oh, hell yeah. So you, so you, you practically you own graduate. it. Wait, will you graduate, boy? Boy? Oh, six. Oh, shit. I graduated the year I joined the Army. There you go. So it's already so so the name so the name has been stuck in you the whole time. So what was the idea of the name? Because it is very it is a very unique so, name. Well, he so was in high was, school when the prequels came out, and he so, was probably in he was probably in middle school when the fucking first prequel came out, right? Daddy, chill. So <laughs> it was combining my nickname in JROTC in high school, which was Squid, Ooh. with. One of my favorite science fiction series, um, uh, the science fiction realms of all time. 
huge Star Wars fan. I'm just as big of a Star Trek fan as I am a Star Wars fan. Okay. Um, Probably one of the very few that isn't one that's on the Star Wars side trying to fight Trekkies. I'm in the middle, like, everybody, they're both good series, is let's calm down. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was me combining my love for the Star Wars universe with my nickname. I like that, man. And it fits. And it fits. And it's, 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 it's pretty cool, man. I, you know, cause I, I went, I started off with my moniker was ellipsis Two Delta. And then I changed it to wind talker. And I think I'm coming, I'm coming into a new era, the clean Sanchez era, but we're, you know, it's, it's still, but it's cool. You know, gamer tags. I've always thought that gamer tags are, it's who you are. You know what I mean? And yep. if you were, and if you were able to get that gamer tag, that specific gamer tag before, like anybody else has it then you're good to go you know you are known as that person the only reason on steam my gamer tag is slightly different than everywhere else is because i had a steam account under jedi master squid (laughs) years ago that i no longer have access to the email it's linked to that's hilarious oh yeah so i had to create a new one and add and change it from Jedi Master Squid to Jedi Master Squiddy just to be able to have a Steam account similar to my actual moniker. Well, at least <laughs> that's great. At, 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 at least you know you own the original one, right? Even though exactly. you don't even though you don't have access to it, right? Yep. And it's actually funny too because like Again, it's an original name, so you can imagine that in socials it's not taken. So it was very easy to find you when I was doing the promotion, like tagging you in the promotion. I was just like, oh, there he is, you know? So it it, it makes it easier for for business inquiries. It makes it easier for people to find you, and and yeah, man. Exactly, and and that's the thing. When I started streaming, I I, I played with the thought of changing it up. And then I got to thinking, when I do get big enough to where I want to start doing brand deals and promotions and sponsored streams and stuff like that, from a business standpoint, keeping Jedi Master Squid is the best option there is. Because there is no other Jedi Master Squid. That's right. I'm the one and only. There's never right. going to be, dude. There's, and there's never, never going to be. Unless somebody becomes a hater and starts making fake accounts, but it's going to be all some kind of alternate re- translation of it. Yeah. Because I own it on Twitter. I own it on Facebook. I own it on Instagram. I own it on Twitch. Um, I own it on Trovo, which is a newer streaming platform. Yes. Haven't streamed there yet because I just haven't taking the time to make the jump and start like even doing one day over there especially if you're still um, established on Twitch too that's a, that's a harder transition exactly um so you know i i own that moniker i own it on steam on epic on xbox on playstation on nintendo every platform that has some kind of online presence jedi master squid is what it is for Fuck me yeah um and it would be, it would A, have taken way more time to create new accounts on everything, claim the brand, and do all that. Um, I'm currently in the process of working on actually setting up 
Jedi Master Squid as a LLC. Cool. So that way, it's a legal, I own it. Granted, I love again, it. nobody's going to be able to take the moniker on any platform at this point because I already have it on every platform. Yep. But from a legal standpoint, and now that I'm earning that income to where I have to file it as a 1099 on my taxes, I want to LLC it to further secure the spot. Absolutely. I think it's so cool, too, because, it, because back in the day, 15, 20 years ago, we didn't have Twitters. We didn't have the Instagrams. We didn't have all this stuff. So we had, you know, for poor man's trademark, I'm sure you're familiar with what that is. Um, with poor man's trademark, you would have to mail these these uh, likenesses and these these copyrights to your to to yourself without any type of technology, and it's almost like these social medias now are that poor man's copyright now. Exactly, it's, um, it's pretty cool. Because I know all about the poor man's copyright because growing up, my mom she wrote books. Oh, sweet. Um, children's books and some adult books. She had her PhD in. Uh, metaphysics sounds like a smart lady metaphysics jesus fucking christ bro um you are you are you are descend you are descended from good stock good so stock. you know USDA, growing up a grade a prime beef right there every <laughs> time she would make edits to any of her books or anything instead of spending the money to properly copyright it she did the poor man's copyright drop the you know draft into a brown envelope mail it to herself boom and for those of us that do some kind of content creation, our poor man's copyright is social media. Yeah. Right. Is by being the first person to grab that name on any platform. And if someone more richer than you gets that name, they could buy it off of you. So mm -hmm. it works both ways, kind of. So it really does. Somebody, hey, somebody fucking drop me 10 million right now. You can have it. Fucking give me $10 million right now. Oh, it's going to take a lot to buy Jedi Jedi Master Squid off of me because I'm so in, in, engulfed in the brand. You are. You are Jedi Master Squid. Exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of like if Ninja did a rebrand. I we you know, it would be weird not to not call him Ninja. So it would be weird guys, not to call you Jedi Master Squid. Are so. you guys saying you are you guys saying you wouldn't take like an exorbitant an exorbitant amount of money? Oh, no, I mean if 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 like, Joe Blow like Investor they, walked up to me tomorrow and said, hey, here's, here's $20 million. I want to buy Jedi Master Squid off of you. Okay. I'm okay. selling it. Yeah, there you I go. Will, I'll rebrand under my legal name at that there, point. I don't no, care. Yeah. <laughs> there you like, go. There you go. You're going to offer me $20 million for the brand? I'm not going to argue with that. Where's the paperwork? Yeah. That's a smart man right there. Man after my own heart. And he's honest, ladies and gentlemen. Watch this guy's fucking stream. Watch this guy's fucking stream. John, we got news, dude. Yep, we got three new. We got three new two three news bits before we get to our before we get to the end here. Our first one, we're gonna start off with good. Well, the two two are good news. The third one's kind of bad and good at the same time. But record pay increase is coming for disabled veterans and military retirees in 2023. 
Guys, no remember, all our news comes from military.com. Military retirees and veterans receiving disability pay from the Department of Veterans Affairs are likely to see record monthly check increases for the second year, running thanks to the pace of inflation, according to new estimates. The increase would be the highest veterans and seniors have seen since 1981 at an 11.2% increase. In, okay. So that. for 2023, yeah. that means reti military retirees will see an average increase of more than $240 in their monthly retirement checks. Veterans receiving disability compensation from the VA also would see their monthly disability payments increase with their average monthly amount going up more than $150. So keep this in mind, guys. You know, I myself, I'm a 70 percenter. Okay. So that means next year I'm going to have another 150 bucks in my check and that's great because i'll be able to buy some more food buy some more clothes live live the life that you know i'm supposed take to live care them, take care of them beautiful freaking kids and, and your beautiful wife right yeah, that's absolutely right you know and we we are here man you know so guys also and also i also want to stress out to you please go out there and if you are not receiving your va benefits go out there and sign up yesterday life-changing you know go for it um in next news british soldiers in afghanistan counter attacked a taliban ambush with a bayonet charge oh yeah that's uh the british yeah the british had a uh uh bayonet charge in afghanistan that is that's absolutely correct i used to tell that story to um my students at the uh the academy at carson um uh why don't you john go ahead why don't you read uh Read what you got from the clip there. All right. So uh, Corporal Sean Jones was leading a patrol of members of 1st Battalion, the Princess of Wales Royal Regiment, through Karakan, a village in Afghanistan's Helmand province, in 2011. Their mission was to draw out a team of Taliban insurgents who were responsible for building and placing improvised explosive devices. For those who don't know what those are, those are IEDs. You've heard the term before. As the unit moved into an open field, they crossed the ditch on their way back to a checkpoint. As Jones emerged from the ditch, the Taliban sprang their trap. When the shooting started, he threw himself to the ground. The British soldiers were caught in a kill zone with fire coming from three directions. They took cover in the nearby ditch, but the Taliban fighters drew closer as they returned fire. We had to react quickly, Jones said in a statement from the United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense. There was something different about this. It was obviously a well-planned ambush, and they were over and they overwhelmed us with fire from three points initially. To throw the ambush off balance, the British soldiers fired a rocket at one of the enemy positions. Jones then ordered three of his soldiers to fix bayonets. The four went over the top of the ditch as the troops still at the troops still in the ditch with their platoon commander provided suppressive fire. They charged across 260 feet of an open field toward the village as it was sprayed by enemy fire. The charge caught the Taliban fires off guard and one of the enemy positions began to fall back and the, fi and the others were still firing the British troops remaining in the ditch. Jones launched a second assault on another enemy held position. What started as a carefully planned ambush turned into a decisive route for the Taliban and the rest of the platoon was soon able to join Jones' detachment. For this audacious bayonet charge, Jones received the Military Cross, the UK's third highest award for gallantry in combat, from Prince Charles. According to his Military Cross citation, the British troops in Karakan were under heavy fire for 29 minutes. Hell of a fucking story. In my opinion, in my opinion that, that medal should be upgraded to uh, Great Britain's fucking highest award. 
Um, do we know that is we... a that 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 kind of tenacity under fire? And making, anybody you know, that's crazy enough to get their entire making, group to making a call, when you when you make a call like that. So going back to what we were talking about earlier, I went to I went to basic training at Fort Leonard Wood. I joined uh, a lot, even though I'm even though I'm a little bit older than uh, Jedi Master Squid here. Um, I joined a lot later than he did. I was one of the last basic training companies at Fort Leonard Wood. This is in 2010 to conduct bayonet training in basic training. And I'm telling you guys right now, like they had it in basic training for a reason and they should probably bring it back. Like no shit. Like what makes, what makes, what makes the green grass grow? Blood, 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 bright, 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 red blood. blood. (laughs) Why, Why is the sky blue? Because God loves the infantry, right? So, like, it's a fucking bayonet charge. Like, you're going to die today. You're going to fucking die. The, the highest well, decoration before, of valor. Before you die, John, before you die, you have to take a couple people with you. Oh, of course. Okay? Of course. The only it. way into Valhalla. The, the highest decoration for valor in the British Armed Forces is the, is the Victoria Cross. Yeah, I I, I think that, that, that gentleman should be... His his award should probably be upgraded. Like that kind of tenacity under fire, making a way outside the box fucking call like that. But the fact that it worked because he made the call. We we uh, we operated in during GWAT. We operated under a very bureaucratic military anyway, machine. The and a lot of the calls that got made from way over our heads. Um, didn't make a lot of sense a lot of times and they didn't make a lot of sense they made no sense at all um well i'll, I'll let i'll let you, i'll let my i'll let our guests say that i'm not gonna <laughs> point 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 being when you got a fucking goddamn lieutenant like a fucking a, a fucking cherry a cherry fucking a, a cherry fucking butter bar whether he's whether he or she is from fucking uk the united states one of our nato allies Fucking somebody in the fucking European Union. I don't give a fuck. When you got a cherry LT and they show how goddamn big their fucking balls are and they have to fucking literally like use a wheelbarrow to fucking wheel them around when they make a fucking call like that, they did the right fucking thing. They did the right fucking thing. And oh, and look, it fucking worked. In that in that one, in that particular instance, it fucking worked. That shit, I... shit is, is way... So... What John said earlier, uh, he received the American equivalent of the Silver Star. I am arguing for a fucking Medal of Honor on this one, dude. The Victoria Cross for him. Victoria yeah. Cross in the UK is the equivalent of the Medal of Honor. He received the equivalent of our Silver Star. Um, I would, I would, I would go on to guarantee to say that that lieutenant was an NCO before he became a lieutenant. Ooh, we'd have to look that up, John. Was he a fucking Mustang? It was a cor- he was a corporal. So whatever the corporal equivalent. He was a corporal doing... before. He was a corporal before what? Oh, it was a corporal was that a made corporal. that call. It was a corporal. So he wasn't enlisted. He was enlisted. He wasn't even an officer that made that call. Are you sure, John? Oh, Read it corporal, again. Corporal Sean Jones. Oh fuck me, dude. Yeah. At and that made, at that time. He made he made the oh at the time. Did he make the call? He made Who the made call. The... It was him. Corporal Sean Jones. He launched both attacks. Leave it to a corporal to do some shit, shit like that, though. Holy fucking shit, dude. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Victoria uh, Cross. Hey, 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 Britain. Hey, Britain, whenever you find this podcast, you fucking fucks. They give your, found give it. Your fuck, give your fucking boy a fucking Victoria Cross for that shit. They found it. Wales found this. In our last oh, military by the, by news. The way, by the way, the Princess of Wales Regiment. Do you know who the Princess of Wales was? No. Lady Diana, dude. Oh, Princess Diana. That was... Lady Diana was the Princess of Wales. Mm. So... Yo, fucking Ronnie J. Yeah, and now, drill sergeant. Hey, drill sergeant. So oh, our man. our last military news is someone else who's now joining the DD two fourteen Wall of Shame. All right. Oh, oh who? Oh. Her name oh, is Gabrielle Butler, thirty one years old. Was the post commander Georgia. of the veterans of Fort. You heard about this. Was the commander of the Veterans of Foreign Wars in Livonia, Georgia, post 5897, when the local police flagged the suspect criminal misconduct for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. The GBI said that they discovered that Butler faked being a veteran using fake IDs to buy Purple Heart license plates and forging military discharge documents, all which got her the job at the VFW. The woman was arrested at her job and charged with forgery, distributing false identification, and misrepresentation of veteran status, according to investigators. Ladies and gentlemen, this is stolen valor at its finest. Like, at its finest. I got... I got really bad news for everybody out there. I've only heard of one BI after the FBI, and it's GBI. I am very well read. I am very, I'm very well read. Like the GBI is no fucking joke. If you are in the state of fucking Georgia, the GBI fucking exists, okay? And that's the only BI I've ever heard after the FBI. Don't fuck around in Georgia, kids. I'm telling yeah. you right now, you will get, you'll, you'll, you will get found out real quick. And this fucking bitch, fucking my boy fucking Ronnie, he says this chick is such a filthy whore and there's a special place in hell for that bitch. Tell you what, Ronnie, you and me are going to be on a fucking a couple of levels fucking above that fucking poor fucking pussy, <laughs> oh, right? Jesus Christ, like, here we it's go. It's fucking, when we get there, we'll fucking, we'll make it rain, dude. We'll just fucking piss on her. Yeah. I was going to say, can we be the uh, the monkeys in the level right above throwing the yeah. shit at her? <laughs> That's basically what it's going to be, right? We're, we're going to be there too, but not for fucking stolen valor, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is a terrible, uh, this is terrible. I mean, I, I don't, a, I don't even a, want to know if she was even a good job or not. Cause I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? A, like. I'll tell you right now, being a life member of the VFW, and uh -huh. honestly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna step out I'm gonna step out of my podcast character for just a second and just be real about it. Uh, as a life member of the fucking Veterans of Foreign Wars, um, and I've seen kind of like the ins and the outs uh, over the last few years. I, I I attend monthly meetings and I take it very seriously. It's a very serious part of my life. Um, it's not a fucking hobby. I still consider uh, being part of the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Uh, a process of continuing to serve my country um, in whatever small ways that I can. Um, people like this exist, and there are people who look to take advantage of what you might call disadvantaged posts. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be the VFW. It can be yeah. the fucking Legion. It could be a fucking organization like the Eagles and the Moose Lodges. It could be your local, you know, the the the, the local Union Five Hundred Nine. You know. There are people that always look to fucking snake their way in to organizations and institutions. Okay? It could be your local fucking church around the corner. 
you know, so if, if you're really cool and you don't hang out with us on Sundays, like the heathens that we are, and you're and you're at church right now and you're listening to this like Monday or Tuesday morning, I get it. I get it. Do your thing. But watch out for fucking snakes, dude. Yep. Ask, ask fucking questions. Fucking vet, vet, vet people. Okay? Make sure they are who they say they are. That's how you get fucking deceived. That's how you get fucking deceived. Mm-hmm. That's how you end up with a fucking president that fucking tries to take over the fucking country like a dictatorship. Ronnie J says, I'll rappel down from our kick-ass circle in hell and personally find that bitch to in- to stomp her out with my decaying ghoulish, ghoulish leg. You should ask You should ask Ronnie J what his platoon's name is. He got to name his own platoon. So, so I'm going to just say this, what, Ronnie. You should ask him what his platoon is. I'm going to say this, Ronnie. After we're done stomping her, we gonna use our intestines for the for the rope for the next time we have to go down to that circle. We have to go. Well, we have to go to the next circle down anyways to fucking like be assholes to them. Right? Is it there seven layers? Oh, there's the, no, oh, no. If you're going off Dante, if you're going off Dante, I think there's nine. I think there's nine. Yeah, it's nine oh. nine circles of hell. Yeah, if you're going off if you're going if you're going off Dante, uh, it's there's nine. But here's the, here's the cool part. Hey, hey, Ronnie, uh, I want to hear the uh, the name of your platoon, dude. Yeah, what's the name put of the your name, platoon? Put the, put, the, put the name of your platoon up, because I, I, I guarantee you, like, these poor bastards don't fucking even know what that word means. But, like, he, he named his fucking, he named his basic basic training platoon this fucking, like, he gave him the fucking, he gave him the most badass nickname I've ever fucking seen. What's up, Jason, Jason Gass. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. The Witchers. <laughs> We're... The Witchers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up to the end of our show. Joe Scolini, Jedi Master Squid. Final thoughts, and where can we find you? So, um, I mean, final thoughts. I just, you know, I don't really have many. It's been a great, great time with you guys talking about all the shit we've experienced, um, or at least, you know, what I experienced during my time in from military all the way through to where I'm at now. Um, and as far as where I can be found, I live stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays and Fridays on Twitch at Jedi Master Squid. And on Wednesdays, I stream for another veteran organization, cool. Basement Game Works. Cool. Um, I'm actually the lead for their stream team. Nice. Um, and then currently working on and trying to get the YouTube side started up and videos posted over there, which is also Jedi Master Squid. Actually, all my socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Trovo, Jedi Master Squid is the way you can find me. Because um, it's a brand. It's a lifestyle. It's not... Being the Jedi Master Squid is a lifestyle. It's not a choice. I love it. Being... Be- being a fucking soldier is a fucking lifestyle. Being a fucking gangster is a fucking lifestyle. Jedi Master Squid sounds sounds to me like you're fucking both. How about that? Hey, hey do you guys, yeah, do you have an OnlyFans? Joe Joe Poe's asking if you have. An, There's you have been an moments financially I have thought about either OnlyFans <laughs> or Foot Finder or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Hey man, because... hey man, hey twenty bucks is twenty bucks, bro. Like just fucking exactly. like just. Just tell me what you need me to do. Revenants. That was that was the one. Revenants. John, look up the fucking definition of revenant. Fucking there it is, Ronnie. Isn't revenant, revenant. the movie where Leo DiCaprio got yes. by a bear? Mauled by a bear. <laughs> Revenants. Can, can you guys imagine being in a platoon where your fucking your name is the Revenants? A person who like, has returned. 
Oh, yeah. Well, from ladies, what though? Well, from what though? Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for we have Jeremy Strobridge next week. Um, on September fourth, we have Axe Jackson. September eleventh, oh, we're doing we're doing a special nine eleven episode. Um, guest, we are still deciding if we're going to have a guest or not. And on September 18th, we are having Active Duty NCO and streamer Crazy Ace TV. So we are, we are lined up for the next couple weeks. Joe Squilini, Jedi Master Squid. This, is, this, this should have happened sooner. And we got to do this a couple more times. A hundred more times again. Thank you so much for coming. Um, the final thought, guys, you, you know what it is. Um, we don't bullshit here, right? We don't fucking bullshit here. We let you guys know every single week, okay? If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like you have that cloud over your fucking head, guys, call us, call a friend, and if you don't want to call us or a friend or even talk to the stranger that's walking down sipping on that coffee, it's fine. Dial 988. Dial 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK, guys. There's someone always sitting there waiting to listen to your story, waiting to be there for you today. This is, you know, we, we, we can't stress it enough. 22 a day, that is still the number that we're going for. 22 is way too much, guys. Joe, much love. We appreciate it, man. Good luck to everything that you got going on. Jay, as always... Keep being an arrowhead. As al as always, I'm a lucky son of a bitch, dude. But but I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch, yep. yeah. So before, so right before, right before, right before the music comes on, you're gonna hear a little something to pump you guys up for the fucking day. Just you know, it, it's gonna be all right, guys. Here's a little Joey Diaz, and then we're out. You know, the White House, whoever the fuck is going on, but it don't matter. They want to shoot, it's time for us to fucking shoot, cocksuckers. They want to get down and dirty, don't forget who the fuck we are, you understand me? We're the baddest motherfuckers out there. You send a message to that fucking North Korean, he's going to be sniffing my dick and sucking my asshole. That's the focus. We're going to North Korea in like a year. It's going to be an island. It's going to glow in the dark. You know why? Because we're Americans, cocksuckers. Who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? Stop with the gun control. They're selling more guns than ever the last three days. Stop with the fucking whining. Stop with the Russians on Facebook. I don't give a fuck. Worry about yourself. Keep your eyes open. And get the fuck off Snapchat and fucking Twitter, cocksucker. Stay black. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck that.